Hey there, and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one boundless page of Talmud every day. And in today's page, Chagiga 7, we learn that there are some mitzvot, some righteous obligations, some righteous commandments that have no measure, that can't be measured, a thing in this world that can't be measured. Have a listen. We learned in a Mishnah there, these are the mitzvot that have no measure. Produce in the corner of the field that must be left unharvested, which is given to the poor, and the first fruits, which are brought to the temple, and the appearance in the temple on the pilgrim festivals, and acts of loving kindness, and Torah study. Rabbi Yochanan said, We thought to say that the mitzvah of appearance in the temple does not have a maximum measure, but it does have a minimum measure, until Rabbi Oshaya, the distinguished, came and taught the mitzvah of appearance has neither a maximum nor a minimum measure. However, the rabbis say the burnt offering of appearance must be worth one silver ma'ah and the festival peace offering two silver coins. This notion, which by the way, we read parts of every morning in our Shachwis prayer, that there are some things that you do that just are too great, too mystical to measure, really intrigued me. So I'm bringing out the heavy guns today. I'm bringing out one of my absolute favorite thinkers, writers, rabbis, intellectuals, straight out of L.A., a man of great learnedness and great spirit, Rabbi Mordechai Finley. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you for that wonderful introduction. I hope I, uh, I live up to that standard. It's great being here. And then, of course, a big admirer of you and the magazine. I know you will live up to it because I've, I've heard you talk about many asunder issues. But tell me, this passage strikes me as a little bit strange because on the one hand, the rabbi is talking, well, you know, a burnt offering must be worth one silver, a festival peace offering, two silver coins, very distinct measurements. But then they say acts of loving kindness or Torah study, like those can't be measured. What are we to take from this paragraph? Well, first of all, I think everybody who's familiar with this terminology will recognize it from Birkota Shachar, where the quote is actually taken from Shabbat 127a, uh, not from Chagiga. The question is the same question for both. I'll give a, three steps to the my response. One is, in the Hebrew, it does not say mitzvot, it says dvarim. Elu dvarim she'im shi'or. Now, then it, it uh, becomes mitzvah, but I think a davar is more of a matter, a concept, or an idea. And then mitzvah, you might say, drills it down to how exactly do we actuate this uh, or realize this idea. So let's think about, first of all, gimilut hasadim, about being without measure. You know, you could go through your day by yourself and just write a check. Is that gimilut hasadim? You might have a person uh, near you, with, in front of you, with whom you need to be compassionate and careful. It may be giving tzedakah. So when we think about gimilut hasadim, which is responding with loving kindness. As you know, digmol uh, in Hebrew, oddly, has a sense of retaliation. So if you Hebrew speakers will know that when Sahal, for example, responds to a terrorist attack, they call it kulat tagmul. So it's an oxymoron. So gimilut, which means at some level to retaliate, chasadim, retaliate with kindness. Now, it's a false oxymoron because it probably just means respond in a certain way. And many people ask, uh, well, exactly how does one respond? And in this context, I think about uh, Martin Buber's I and thou. Because in an I and thou moment, you're not thinking about a measure you're not thinking about boundaries. In fact, Cooper calls this a, a boundaryless experience where when you truly encounter another human being, there's a, a kind of an inner knowledge in that moment that becomes present. So if you start to try to specify that 
I and thou moment, of the, that moment of truly being present for and caring another human being, some people will go to form. Some people will say, well, when am I yotze? You know, when have I fully discharged the commandment? And if they ask such a question, they're not really understanding what Kamilu Hasadim is or Talmud Torah is. The, I think the tradition is not asking us to fulfill the specific contours of a mitzvah, but to understand the inner dimension of the mitzvah. Wow, that is incredible. So anyone listening here and, and sort of grappling with with wanting to really understand the, the internality, as, as you call it, of, of, of mitzvot, is there, um, I don't want to call it a hack, but a guide, a way that when we think about these mitzvot, maybe we're thinking of taking on one or another, or just generally kind of looking inwards, how do we begin to approach this exact notion? In other words, how do we begin to make sure that we embody these mitzvot and, and perform them in a way that is that is proper and, and inner focused? Oh, that's a great question. So let me give you a, a little uh, misa from the life of a rabbi. Ah. So people say to me, uh, hey, Rabbi Finley, I hear you don't bring flowers to a grave. And I say, yeah, it's not halakha, but okay. And they say, well, I hear I bring stones. I said, all right, so yeah, bring stones. Well, how many stones? I think, okay, so what's the last digit of the year they were born? You know, 1933. I bring three. Uh, well, what? how should I lay them down? Okay, a heart symbol. Well, three is not enough for a heart. I'm thinking to myself, whoa, 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 let's go all the way back. You're going to a, a grave. You're going to a kebra. What's happening inside of you? It's not how many stones do I put and in what shape. What's happening in your heart? So in um, the great book by Bachi Ibn Pakuda, Hobo to Live Avot, he focuses on not what are the exact, again, behavioral contours of a commandment, but the pinimiut, the inner nature of the commandment, which is chobot halavavot. So, for example, he gives the image of a person who's davening and going through pages. So anybody can flip pages, but are they davening? Are they engaging in divine service? Well, uh, holding a book and looking at it and reading it, he would call chobat evarim, meaning the behavioral commandment, something that you can observe somebody do, but you can't know what's going on inside of them. So in the, you know, we have this, of course, in the Tanakh, we have it in, in rabbinic literature, but the Musa literature that really began to sh- take shape after the 900s focuses on the pinimiyot, the inner dimension of mitzvot. So how does one do it? Well, I think one first has to just accept that there's something called kavanah, inner intentionality. There's something called pinimiyot, the inwardness of all mitzvot. And that to answer the question, do all mitzvot uh, need kavanah? You know, the question, some say, yes, you have to have kavanah, or you're not really yotze, you haven't really discharged the mitzvah. And some say, no, if you just do the behavioral dimensions, you're yotze, you've discharged the commandment. And as you know, my orientation, first of all, I'm not an Orthodox rabbi. And as a non-Orthodox rabbi, I really do focus on not, you know, is a person completely observant, but the commandments they do observe, again, I'm interested that people, you know, who want to do rituals according to tradition. I think that's a very good value. But the main thing is the inwardness, meaning an inner appropriation, you know, in the heart and in the soul. So one example I give is uh, lighting of candles. I mean, it, it's a very easy mitzvah to practice, but I always make sure to say the meditation from Proverbs, Ner Adonai Nishmat Adam, the light of God is the human soul. So while my you know, wife and daughters are lighting candles, I'm saying, they know I'm saying it because we've talked about it. And one thing I do is I look at my wife and daughters and I'm thinking, wow, they have, as far as I know, they have one chance at a life. The quality of their lives depends on how much I want to be the best human being I can be. 
the light of God is trying to shine through them. The light of God is trying to shine through me. And can we create this in our family? So on one hand, there's the mitzvah of lighting candles, and there's a way to be yotze. And then there's the inner dimension of trying to experience the light of the soul of another human being and the light of our own souls. So I think that anytime we're going to engage in a mitzvah, uh, if possible, meditate on the inward dimension of the mitzvah, and I would call that its transformational dimension. So, you know, if you're Orthodox, of course you're interested in being Yotze, discharging the commandment. But I think from an inner life perspective, we want Mitzvah to be transformative. It's not just being in compliance, but rather transformative. So that's my approach, as you know, is in human transformation and using the Jewish tradition as a path toward human transformation. Rabbi Mordechai Finley, thank you so, so much for being our guest today. My pleasure. This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Studios. If you enjoy this show, and I hope you do, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Dafyomi. I'm your host, Leah Leibowitz, and our producers are Dorona Skay, Josh Cross, Robert Scarmuccia, Sarah Fredman Ader, and Quinn Waller. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. You could find us on Twitter at takeonedafyomi or join our Facebook group by searching for Take One Podcast. I hope we've made your day a little bit more Talmudic and we'll see you again soon. Music